You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hour three of the show. It is a full show, full three hours of celebration. Pelicans fans, Pelicans organization, as they won the NBA draft lottery yesterday. It was it's incredible. Incredible moment. And people across the country melting down. These national talking heads and big city elitists have been ripping on them. And for good reason. It's outrageous. And Jim Eichenhofer is going to come on in in just a second. But first, let's get to Donald in Texas. And Donald, you've been holding on for a while. Thanks for holding on. What you got? Yes, I just want to comment about uh, Zion Williamson. Well, I don't understand. It was kind of like. They don't want him to come to New Orleans. And um, that's kind of terrible because New Orleans went through a real bad season with Anthony Davis, you know, and his selfishness. But anyway, Anthony Davis kind of foolish for leaving New Orleans because he's leaving like $70 million on the table. He is. Well, um, it's you know, less. Yeah, it's less than that, Donald, because you're tacking on the extra year he can sign here with New Orleans. So it's kind of some math skewing, some math fudging with that. There is about 30 million dollars. And, and look, obviously, that's a lot of money that he's leaving on the table. But it, it, because of the extra year, it doesn't actually work out to 70 million. That's another conversation. And But I agree with you here. It's just the people that are saying across the country today, the chorus of disdain and absurdness from all of the national punditry, not all of them, but a majority of them saying that the Knicks deserved Zion. I, I, I don't understand how the Knicks became this fortress of basketball, I don't know, relevancy to some people when they've just been absurdly bad for two decades. I mean, the stat to point this out is the Pelicans have 21 more wins than the Knicks this millennium since the year 2000. The Pelicans have only existed since 2002. The Knicks have been terrible. They have the worst owner in the league and perhaps the biggest laughingstock of an owner in professional sports in this country. I do not understand why people, and a lot, far too many people are holding up the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks as a place that, I don't know, deserves Zion Williamson. It's absurd. Thanks for the call, Ronald, uh, Donald, and we'll get to the rest of your calls in just a little bit but first let's bring on in jim eichenhofer who works for the pelicans and pelicans.com and the pelicans radio network and boy jim uh, what a scene it was yesterday uh, what was that scene like inside um the pelicans organization i mean it was pretty shocking to me i mean you you, you go in i know you just discussed mass and mass seems to be a real issue with people right now but i mean you go in with a six percent chance you can't possibly go in thinking like okay this is definitely going to be a win or that this is likely a win so i mean just for it to unfold the way it did i mean you you saw all the reactions from people uh last night after the lottery the videos that people send and just the way that alvin gentry and david griffin reacted i mean it was it was incredible just to, to see it it was just something that you could never have expected in a million years but it happened yeah. Um, were you as stunned as the rest of us in that moment? I wasn't quite sure how to react. I think there's probably a good minute or two where I wasn't standing up and cheering. I was just, I think my jaw was probably literally yeah. wide open going, what in the world just happened? Yeah, I would say that was the, my reaction as well. I mean, I was sitting next to uh, Will Guillory and Andrew Lopez, uh, two of the other guys, the writers that cover the Pelicans. Um, and we were just looking at each other like as it kind of progressed towards 
the last few teams, we were looking at each other like, man, they actually might win this lottery. So it was, I, I was, the description that you made of how you felt was kind of the way I was too. I was just, just completely shocked because I just, I mean, this is the third lottery that the New Orleans has been in in the last, in the last seven years and they've won two of them. I mean, what, what are the odds of that happening? So I, I kind of felt like a lot of the lottery luck they used up in 2012 when they had about a 13% chance and won it. So, I mean, this was twice, twice as bad as far as the odds going in and you win it anyway. So man, what a, what a amazing uh, scene to see that happen. Yeah, well, do you guys have your own Mr. Luck now uh, running things in David Griffin? And he, <laughs> he had ties sent to Alvin Gentry and he had this, you know, totem from his, his grandmother. I mean, he brought all the voodoo and tricks yeah. out and it worked. Yeah, I heard someone in the conference call last night. I wasn't on that because I, we all, everyone that was here in Chicago got to talk to him in person. But I heard someone ask him if he thinks he's just a lucky guy right now. And he's like, yeah, I'm really starting to think that that way because it's just been too incredible all of the times that he was in Cleveland that they won the lottery there as well. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you hope that you don't have to rely on that in the future. That's for sure. But, but man, that was, that was big to be able to come through with the number one pick this time. Can you can you quantify just how big it was to land that number one overall pick and, and how franchise-altering it could be, Jim? It's tough. I mean, I would say that one of the numbers is that they sold over 2,500 season tickets, so that's huge from a perspective of, you know, trying to fill the arena next season. I think I would go back to, in terms of how big it is and how shocking it was, if you think about it, from a big picture standpoint and you go back a few months, this team made the playoffs last season, won 48 games and everyone in basketball knew that there was a player in Zion Williamson coming through the ranks. That would be a huge prize, but you never thought in a million years that you would have a chance to get that player because you thought that you would be a lot more competitive than what ended up happening with a 33 win season. And then when you win, just winning 33 games is enough to give you, like I said, the really poor lottery odds. So it just, it was a scenario that just – I don't think it entered anyone's mind as far as going back a few months or going back a season. So it's it's wild to think that we got – we went from there to where we are here where you got a guy that's so coveted and one of the players entering the NBA that was one of the mo- guys that people wanted the most over the last few years even. Yeah, I'm still trying to comprehend it 24 hours plus uh, away from it. We're talking to Jim Eichenhofer, yeah. NBA and Pelicans writer for Pelicans.com, uh, part of the Pelicans radio network, and at Jim underscore Eichenhofer um, on Twitter. Uh, Jim, what do you make of this, and what are people inside the organization made of? And I guess we kind of expected this. It was inevitable. You'd have this national backlash, the big city punditry, uh, angry mm-hmm. that you know the, the Lakers or Knicks didn't get that number one pick. How, how's the re- reaction been inside the Pelicans organization? I mean, I've only talked to people that I'm really close with, friends, because I'm in Chicago and everybody else is back in Louisiana. Other than you know some people from Basketball Ops are here, obviously for the draft combine. But to me, it's kind of similar to people's reaction when the whole thing happened during the season with the Lakers, where there was just this immense feeling of entitlement from their on their side of like well we deserve this and we deserve that and I think you touched on it a little bit what you said bothers it's the same exact thing that bothers me it's like where does this come from this attitude that if you're the Knicks well we're the Knicks so we deserve this or we're the Lakers so we should get this and it I think that I, I can't speak for other people but that's for me personally that's what bothers me the most is acting like 
I mean, I've been in this job for 13 years. I don't act like anyone owes me anything or I deserve anything. Like you should have the way things are in sports, you earn everything. You don't walk into situations and say, well, because we're in New York city, we should get X, Y, Z. And that, I don't know why that trend seems to be coming up more lately, but it just seems like it's gotten to the point where it's very annoying. And as you mentioned, in terms of some of the national media punditry today, there's a lot of stuff that was just absurd. It was just like, what are we talking about right now? So I would say that that kind of sums up the way I look at it. I don't want to speak for other people, but I just think it's, it's one of those things where it's just really frustrating, but it's also the kind of thing that you're a lot better off not spending time focusing on that because it's another thing that's totally out of everyone's control. Right. En- enjoy it. Don't focus on all the, you know, the unhappy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> unhappy sure. Uh, sure. people, uh, you right. know, on, on the coasts, I guess. So you were in Chicago, Jim. What, what was that scene like and what was the process like for that lottery yesterday? Um, I mean, it was it was pretty it, it's pretty low key. I mean, there's not really a lot to it, honestly. It's just like you just this was the second lottery I went to. I was also there in 16 when the Pelicans ended up getting sixth and taking Buddy Heald in the draft. But it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's not, there's really not, it's not that exciting, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But then when you get the result that you get, then you, you see the huge reaction that people have. But it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty mundane event. I mean, I think one of the cooler things if, for people who don't get the luxury or the privilege or whatever you want to call it that I do of getting to be behind the scenes is getting to see some of the top, some of the college players, the top guys were all there. I mean, I can't – it's impossible for me to follow college basketball as much as I would like to, but um, it was cool to just to see some of, the, some of those players and come into the lottery. But other than that, it's, it's really not that exciting an event until they start opening the envelopes. Yeah, do you think that the NBA is missing out on a real opportunity to you know own a, a full another day? Because what I think it was the number one trend on, on Twitter worldwide. Mm. I think what eight of the top ten were draft or Pelicans or Zion related, and you're thinking, or at least I'm thinking, man, do what the NFL does and just carve out a, a completely separate day and own it. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I was having this discussion with Daniel Salerson, that also works on Pelicans Radio Network. He's the host for the post game show. And he was, I was saying the same thing that you just said as far as like, man, I'm surprised that the coverage isn't more extensive. And he was kind of joking with me saying like, like, what could they possibly talk about? How could they fill three or four hours of programming? And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. But I feel like I kind of lean more towards your opinion and what I, what I was thinking in terms of that you could blow it up even more and make it an even bigger event. Because as we've seen, the interest is totally there. Now, would that apply to every single year? Probably not. But when there's a year like this where there's one player that's so attractive and coveted, there's people tuning in and people are talking about it. I feel like for the last several days, it wasn't just, you know, on Tuesday – the whole even going into the weekend people were talking about the lottery pretty constantly it did feel a little bit surreal still to know that you're going to be kind of inside this this vortex of of zion and ad and everything for the next few months yeah yeah it does and, and you know it's funny i think you kind of alluded to this a little bit um it's it's it, I, I it's so weird saying this because it's been 24 hours but in some ways it still hasn't totally hit me as far as what what happened and how game how much of a game changer that was I don't know if that'll be more the case when we get closer to the actual draft in June or even summer league when you start to see the guys that you drafted actually be on the court in your uniform. But um, yeah, I don't. I think it's going to take a little bit, of, a little while for it to sink in. But um, it'll probably help me. Help, it'll probably help sink it in for me too when I go back 
to New Orleans after the next few days and see people back in the offices in Metairie and see how excited they are. I saw obviously saw the videos and everything, but just to get to talk to people, I'm sure um, everybody's going to be coming up to me all the time saying, like, man, can you believe this? This is, this is amazing. So I, I will definitely look forward to that. Yeah, enjoy the heck out of it, man. It's Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com, a writer there, and uh, part of also the Pelicans Radio Network. Uh, Jim, always appreciate the chats, man, and I know we'll talk to you more uh, coming up to the draft. No problem. Thanks, Seth. All right, there he goes, at Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter. Be sure you give him a follow, and, you know, Jim will have lots to write about and lots that you're going to want to read over the next few months. We're going to open up the phone lines now all hour long, 504-260-1870. Wherever you are in the city, in the state, in the country, give me a call. What do you think about what happened last night with the Pelicans stunning the world, defying the odds, and grabbing the number one overall pick in the lottery. And, of course, what's now happening with Zion and ever the talk across the country with so many people thinking Zion should use everything in his power not to come to New Orleans. 260-1870, 504-260-1870. And our text line, you can reach us there at 870-870. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer for coming on with us a little bit ago. It's up in Chicago doing work up there. I'll say it again, and I've said it a few times throughout the show. It's incredible that we live in a time in our country and in our world, in our sports world, where the the disdain and hate coming from the elitist big city sports punditry is completely trumping and overwhelming the the euphoria and joy that has erupted here in one of the great American sports cities. I just, I just don't understand it. I mean, I, if, again, if I was doing a radio show anywhere else in the country, I promise you, I promise you, I would be saying the same exact thing. I don't understand it. It's nonsense that one city deserves any basketball player. I wouldn't be saying that the Pelicans deserve any player. I don't care how many games they lost this last year, how many years that they have been dreadful. Just odd. To say the least, it's odd. We'll go to the phone lines now. Ryan in Kenner. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me, Seth. Um, I want to make a couple points. I mean, I could talk for days about a couple things, but the first point is, this draft lottery, I know it sounds biased to me being from New Orleans, but I think the five teams that actually needed the pick and didn't tank on purpose got the five picks. I mean, I know you can say the Knicks tank, blah, 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 but like Suns and Chicago, Chicago, they've been in the lottery for years. Like they're not going anywhere. The second part I'd say is I think if AD doesn't want to stay here, I think it's going to be between the Knicks and Lakers. I think the winner of the Anthony Davis sweepstakes is whoever can convince uh, Memphis to get involved and maybe move back one pick or two picks and get, because remember David Griffin mm-hmm. had a quote unquote dream saying that he wanted the second pick. He didn't say he wanted the first pick. He wanted the second pick. <laughs> the first pick is almost, uh, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Zion, but he's high risk, high reward. Now, why do you say John high Moran risk? Now, you got to explain RJ? that, though. Why do you say high risk? Because, we, all right, for example, R.J. Barrett and Job Morant, there's NBA comparisons, okay? 
there's really not an NBA comparison for Zion. People can say LeBron because of the size, but like it's different kind of games. Sure. There's never been somebody like Zion. So his game, like for example, he's going to come in the league at 19. Yeah. And he's going to be the second heaviest player in the league. No, I get it. And you're saying maybe, but you're saying like an injury injury risk, perhaps, because yeah, of that I, that size and physicality, uh, you know, in the NBA, throwing that body type around, right, right? Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't hit his freshman fifteen, if you will. No, uh, you're going to gain weight at some point. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can he slim down, or if he gains fifteen, he's over three hundred? No, I mean, no, no. I think look, and I think that is that's something to think about. And I have no problem with you or anybody else bringing up that. At 280 pounds and six foot seven, that's an inch shorter than LeBron James, and what 25 pounds, 20 pounds heavier than LeBron James right now. You're right. I mean, that's that's a bulldozer, a freight truck that we just haven't seen in this league. But we never really saw a LeBron before he got here. I do think the comparisons about body type and the athleticism and physicality and strength. Zion to LeBron, I think those are those are pretty fair comparisons. And LeBron James wasn't a finished product when he got in. What I will say with firm assurity on my side is that we have never seen an NBA prospect like Zion since LeBron. A lot of people say since Anthony Davis, but I think the, the real answer there is, well, we haven't really seen somebody this highly regarded since LeBron James 17 years ago. Never a sure thing. Never a sure thing. A lot of people thought Greg Odom was a sure thing when he came in. He got injured and he was done. A lot of people thought Kwame Brown. Remember him? He was a sure thing. He came in. He was a complete flop. People thought he was a sure thing. So there's never a sure thing. I would never say that about any draft pick in any sport. But he's about as close as it gets. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. We've got to take a quick 60-second break for news. We've got a couple of calls lined up when we come back. We're also going to, if we have time, I'm not sure yet, we're going to get your calls and focus on your calls and texts, but if we do have time, we might play a little of Joel Myers interview earlier today on Sports Talk. And our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com. Now that the Pels have that number one pick, do you think it's enough to convince Anthony Davis to stick around? Simple yes or no, WWL.com, radio.com app. It's Logan behind the glass. I'm Seth Dunlap. Great day to be a sports fan in New Orleans. The last lap continues. Here is a text from the 504. Draft lottery was rigged, and I'm glad. If it was, frankly, I'm kind of putting on my fanhood hat and not caring. I mean, I can't imagine it was rigged. But I've said before that there have been some interesting coincidences in NBA history in the draft lottery, almost all of them, though, a matter of fact, I would say all of them that were very interesting coincidences happened under David Stern and not Adam Silver. This is a new era. I, You're going to have a hard time convincing me that some of those drafts were not at least tilted in favor of um, you know, the Knicks to get Patrick Ewing or the Cavaliers to get uh, LeBron James and even the Pelicans when Tom Benson just bought the franchise. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Here's the number one pick. That's one of the sports conspiracies that I kind of buy into. But again, those were all under David Stern. Here is a text from the 504. Zion's money will go a lot further in New Orleans than New York. Cost of living there is crazy. That's something that the agents and the financial team around these young athletes certainly will advise them of. There's no doubt about it. But remember, there's also state income tax here. And there are states where that 
is not a factor. Back to the phone lines we go. Open lines the rest of the hour. Give us a buzz. Let's go to Pierre and Gentilly. What's up tonight, Pierre? Hey, what's going on, Seth? Hey, dude. Um, I just wanted to tell you, I've seen your video. I loved it, man. I loved the video. I was fired up. I was fired up, bro. Yeah, I was fired up. I mean, I didn't think we had a chance to get the number one pick. But um, I got a couple of uh, a couple of points I want to make. Um, the first point, as far as his size, Anthony Davis was lighter than El Zion is, and, and he had some durability issues when he came into the league. Yeah, and well, he's he's taller, but he was you know more svelte than Zion ever was. Zion, I think, was like a sophomore in high school, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's injury concerns you could have for, for everybody, and certainly we've experienced that with Anthony Davis. But new guy running that, right, Pierre? Aaron Nelson. Right, and also I just wanted to say that, um, you know, they, they can hate all they want, you know what I'm saying, talk about he's going to go to New York. I can't wait to see Zion in the Pelicans uniform and uh, flock up. Flock up. There you go, Pierre. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Sky and Metairie. Sky, welcome to the show. Yes, hey, my man. Love the show. Um, I was wondering, uh, what kind of dirt does Griffin have on the NBA? Man? <laughs> what does who have on the NBA? Oh, Griffin? Because <laughs> it's his third, yeah, third time. He's no, no doubt. On, what kind of luck is that? They had this. Like, that's crazy. But uh, I, it just upsets me that that uh, these teams have that much hate that they're just going to hate on an entire city and just call it trash. And you know, they're just so misinformed. And, uh, it just it hurts. Like. <laughs> well, and, that's what they think of New Orleans, you know, man. So. Yeah, and that it's across sky. I think it's completely across the line when you're taking shots at a city and the people of that city. That is something I would never do, no matter how poorly run I ever, in my own opinion, thought a franchise was run. Like if you think if you're out there and you're one of these national talking heads that really dislikes the Pelicans franchise and how it's been run. And then say that, and I would disagree with you if I did, and I would call you out on my disagreement with your words, but it, it crosses the line when you're starting to take shots at a city. I mean, I am sorry. There is not a better sports city, and frankly, in my experience, and I've lived and worked in a lot of markets, there are not better people anywhere in the country than here in this city, and I firmly believe that. Just like I'm saying for New York, I'm not bashing the people of New York or the sports fans of New York. I'm bashing the Knicks and how they've been run under James Dolan. It's a it's it's a joke that people are acting like the Knicks are entitled to anybody, including Zion. I mean, that's just absurd. I would never say that the Pelicans were entitled and deserved Zion. I wasn't. I wasn't part of that crew before the NBA draft lottery, saying you know somehow, well, with everything that's happened in New Orleans and our sports scene over the last few months, that well, we deserve Zion. No, the sports fans and we didn't deserve Zion. Nobody deserves Zion. He's a human. And go, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting off the track here a little bit. But thanks for the call, Sky. Let's go to Joe in Baton Rouge. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Seth. Thank you. Um, first of all, love your show. Secondly, you mentioned something very early on. Should AD stay in New Orleans? Strategically, as a business leader, because I, I own a few businesses and operate a few businesses based in Louisiana, he came out and didn't want to be a part of the team. He admitted 
nationwide that he wanted to move on. That's fine. Thank you. Find your place. Move on. You're not welcome or you're welcome. But do we accept him as a corporation? Yeah. And well, yeah, Joe. No, I, I mean, I, I get your point. You're saying that, that he's burned too many bridges, right? Uh, I agree. Yes. Good point. But also, he's a commodity. I, I hate to say that. It, it sounds callous, but when you run a business, nobody is um, irreplaceable. And there's a song, and not that very long that I could remember, and I'm sorry because uh, I guess I'm older than 50, so I can't remember it. But <laughs> well, I can't, I can't remember song lyrics half the time anyways, uh, Joe, and I'm only right. 35. I'm only 35, so. Right, but, but, I mean, let's be frank here. We're here to make the better part of the corporation profitable, and shareholders, if you're, non, if you're not public, and stockholders, if you're public, to make money what is your goal here sir or ma'am i don't care if you're male or female no i get, I get it I, I mean joe i know i'm not trying to completely cut you off we're just up against the clock and i got more calls to get to but to your point here's where i agree with you i'm not gonna i don't think i'd use the word commodity i would use the word asset and nobody is irreplaceable at all and in in a business, when you're contracted like that and you play by the rules of the league that you're in i mean professional sports is its own its own you know monster and it might not always be fair but in the interest of competitive balance and in in the interest of gaining more viewers more revenue which in turn you're able to pay your players more and your coaches more you're able to grow the sport competitive balance in my mind has to be near or at the top of the list of your priorities in running a league i mean it has been for the nfl they built an empire on the back of it they have a hard cap the nba does not they have a soft cap and people now today are calling for the destruction of the NBA draft or any sports drafts. I mean, okay, that's, that's fine and dandy, and it sounds good as a tweet and as a rah-rah players right thing, but you will completely destroy sports leagues if that happens. You cannot have a league of 30 franchises across the country, large and small markets, and you want to gain the interest of fans and people – in every corner of the country if you decide just to make it where only teams in New York, L.A., and a couple of other markets are able to succeed. I mean, that's just the bottom line there. Thanks, Joe. Phone lines are open for you, 504-260-1870. That's 260-1870. Text lines 870-870. More to come here on The Last Lap. If you're looking for our Game of Thrones weekly podcast, the podcast has no name, returned earlier tonight. You can find the latest episode recapping the bells on our website at www.com. You can look for it there, and I just tweeted it out, at uh, Seth Dunlap. Do we have any, uh, and I don't know if we have, do we have like, sports libs tonight? We do have some sports libs. Good. Let's squeeze in. We might only get to a couple of them. We've got a couple of minutes here. Logan behind the glass. Welcome on in. What you got for us? Uh, we got five questions. We're going to rapid fire them. All right, let's do it. All right, first one up. Should Zion Williams play for the Pelicans? Absolutely. Yes. Who? I, people who have never been to this city just don't understand how cool it is for a young guy like Zion to live here and become an icon here. Absolutely, yes. Look at Take a page from Alvin Kamara, Zion. All right, next one up here. 
Zion Williams means blank for the Pelicans. Zion Williamson means... Zion Williamson. No, you're good. <laughs> Zion Williamson means a rebirth. How about that? A rebirth for the Pelicans. Rebirth of the franchise. I don't think you can overstate just how big that moment was last night. All right. Next one up here. Should the Pelicans be trying to hang on to Anthony Davis? Trying, yes. Simple yes. They should be trying because the triumvirate of Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, and Drew Holiday would be a championship trio in my mind. Will it happen? I don't think so. All right, next one up here. Blank could have really used Zion Williamson. Every single team in the NBA. And that's just the truth. He's, I, I think he's going to be that transcendent and that much of a generational talent. All right. And last one here. The Pelicans should blank next. Try everything to get the number two pick from Memphis. Because Zion and Ja Morant here, you want to talk about setting yourself up for a decade plus of championship level contention. That would be it. I don't think it can happen. I believe Memphis would love to have Jaw, but Jaw and Zion here would be incredible. Nice job, Logan. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks to Logan Falgu, Todd Manessis for booking the show earlier today, our assistant program director, Helen Santani for helping out, and all of our guests tonight. If you missed any of the show, you can check the podcast and on demand at www.com radio.com app apple podcasts you can keep the conversation with me going on twitter at seth dunlap and we are at wwl am fm as always i leave you with our moment of zen here's a little david griffin last night this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.